0: One year ago today, in our part of the world, Pope Francis was at Lac-Saint-Anne in Alberta. That was the second day of his three-day visit to our province, and it came the day after his historic visit to Muscochise, where he delivered an apology on behalf of the Catholic Church for the role of the Church and its members who, as Pope Francis described it, Cooperated in Canada's devastating policy of forced assimilation of Indigenous peoples into Christian society. He begged forgiveness for the quote, evil committed by so many Christians against Indigenous peoples. The visit and the apology were seen as historic and incredibly important steps on the road to reconciliation. So where are we now? Have we managed to maintain the momentum? I don't know that we have, but we're going to find out for sure what that, you know, that historic event meant and what we've done since then. We're going to speak with Payesu Watney, who is the manager of Muscochees Counseling and Support Services. Uh, Payesu, thank you so much for joining us. Did I get the name right, first of all?
1: It's close enough. It's
0: Excellent. Payesu, Payesu. Gotcha. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Um, I know you were there. You were in Muskegee, uh, the day that the Pope was there with the apology. Um, take us back. What's your recollection of the event from that day, and how you felt uh, the moment you heard the Pope uh, arriving on the uh, Musquashis lands?
1: Well, it was um, actually it was it was a very short time that we had to. Erminskin uh, Cree Nation was the host, and so. They hosted the event, and we were in charge of providing the mental health supports for all of the uh, all of the visitors, people that were coming to hear the apology. So we were expecting the the park holds up to fifteen thousand, and so we were we had about two hundred and fifty mental health support workers from all across the province and from Saskatchewan and BC um, there to provide the mental health supports. We had TP set up. Uh, With cooling stations and kind of um, costs if people were, you know, triggered, you know, from events and stuff. So we were really make sure we took a lot of steps to uh, provide services in case there was, um, you know, uh, people weren't able to control emotion. What was,
0: speaking of the emotion, what was the impact on the community? If you go back to that day and the days that followed, um, what was the impact of the Pope being there and saying what he said?
1: Well, the the impact it was because there's um, there's a lot of uh, people who are Catholic in the community, community practicing Catholics, and so th- for them, for a lot of them that were there, it was very emotional and positive. And actually, all of the people that were there, it was a very powerful, moving event. The thing was, though, with with so much security, and then there was, it was a ticketed event, and so people weren't really clear that they could come and walk into that event and so as a result instead of uh, it being as big as it was it was much smaller like we had maybe 4,000 people in the arbor which is a good size but um, we certainly could have accommodated more and so as a result community members weren't didn't attend in the numbers we had anticipated.
0: How did they respond? How did the community respond? I mean, you're there as counseling and support yeah. services. Were you pressed into service? Was it more than you expected? Was there a lot of demand for what you do?
1: Oh, absolutely, it was. We had um, we had set up. Uh, we had uh, moved everybody into the Arbor because we were anticipating overflow. And so we just all of our workers worked, walked through the crowd, and just kind of engaged with people and and provided support as necessary. We had water. We had uh, uh, we had a sacred fire burning, which was extremely important. Um, which was uh, at the south end, uh, or sorry, at the north end of the arbor, and we had provided paper bags for people, and that was done at other reconciliation events. They were called tear bags, and so we gave out Kleenexes and these brown bags and so as people wept their tears they put those uh, Kleenex in those bags and then at the end of the event they were burnt to help to symbolize their healing and so that fire was very important. In terms of the reaction of the community uh, a lot of people were still angry about it you know um, didn't think that it was necessarily a good thing or it might have been some sort of empty right a little too little too late but yeah yeah as, as a as, as, you know being there and all those people that came from all across canada from from bc and all the way to the east coast and their their outfits their their um cultural uh stuff that they brought like it was just really moving and so to be in that arbor was just an emotionally moving event because as you said it was historic it was, and it was important
0: um okay so that was a year ago hey one other question did you find i mean we you can't generalize right everybody receives something like that differently depending on where they are in terms of their own path to recovery from so did you find that it was different based on age or was it just different experience did people react differently
1: uh, the, like you said, it was all across the spectrum. Yeah. And so, so there was a lot of activity on the social media, which was, was mixed. Some were very happy. Others were, you know, upset that he was here. Um, the way I see it and saw it at that time is this was a call to action from the 94 calls to action from the Truth and Reconciliation final report. And it was a call to action number 56 which asked specifically for that to happen. And so that happened, and that's a step—one of the 94 that was was completed. Now it's not the only one, and it's probably not all that that needs to be done by the church. But in terms of that particular one, uh, I think you know, Muscatief really hosted a, a beautiful event, a powerful event, and it, we looked good to the world. And we, as the uh, as the part of the host that pulled it off i think we did really well our team did awesome i think i think you're absolutely right and i I
0: think that the event was as we say historic and it was memorable um and i felt there was a lot of momentum following that i don't know if that momentum is still there psu do you have we have we built upon that the way you'd hope that we would
1: well, th- from our service, we provide the mental health services to the four nations in, in Muskwa and surrounding community, and our our numbers doubled more uh, about doubled the next the next month, which which is unique because in the summer we usually slow down. So we were twice uh, what we would normally see, um, and then we offered a number of uh, sharing circles afterwards. And, you know, so we provided supports. We, what we found is it wasn't really necessary. It kind of came and went, and people didn't um, linger on it too much because it was just, um, you know, it was an event kind of uh, isolated. But in, in terms of the services, we we provide the mental health supports and emotional supports um, and services. It was very important, and we just continue on, right? So we, we continue to provide Culturally appropriate services. You know, it's really the impact of those schools was to disconnect people. Either people never connected with their culture, or they that connection was broken. And so, all of our services are focused on reconnection. And that's that was part of what happened last year. It was it was about a connection to our culture in our territory, and it was culturally uh, appropriate. <laughs>
0: Um, where, where do we go from here? Like, like we say, we've been a year now removed from there. Um, the healing is a long process in some cases. Where, where do we go from here?
1: Well, I think it. I mean, we've really got a good guiding document in that Truth and Reconciliation, and so the, the calls to action. You know, it, it, as you said before, it, it includes all areas of life. You know, the church apologies, education, youth programs how we uh, acknowledge and and uh, recognize uh, the harms that were done and so and then how do we move forward you know moving forward in sports and and positive um you know events like that um it's all kind of contained so th- that's a guiding document i think that's important for people to if they you're not going to read all you know the volumes of final reports but you know if you want to understand where we're going. It kind of sets a roadmap for reconciliation around, around these events of, of the residential schools. P.A. So thank
0: you so much for joining us today. Uh, great update, um, and uh, we'll chat we'll again soon. Thank you.